Are you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hey. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's art. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the pollo ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Kickoff Season Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Wiebe. Brian Chesco. Dave, this isn't our first season. No, kickoff the season. Oh, I missed the kick off the I season. I might have missed it. Listen. You said it as thing, if we're just starting out. If there's one thing you're anyone listening to this is about to learn and or already understand. He's okay. drunk again. <laughs> Not yet, Brian. Not yet. Give it an hour. But sometimes we say things wrong on this podcast. And uh, I might have left out yeah. the, which is a very pertinent article in this. Yeah. Yeah, change the meaning. Take there, that, right? grammar police. You know what? I would demand... That you give our listeners an apology, but we already have an apology on the agenda. Oh, good. So we're going to get into discussion on matches. This is a real episode, gentlemen. We had a great summer of content, in my opinion. It is time to dive on this. But we are back into our regular season agenda. We've got matches from Game Week 1 to discuss, but we can't get into that yet. Can't get into that yet. Not yet. We We did something this summer I tried to apologize for, and then Brian tried to help out and now brian I-, I think you have something you need to say to some listeners in the region of east anglia good lord yeah <laughs> okay is that how we're starting this whole thing absolutely so we're getting we're onto this part yeah, of it absolutely with just an apology we, listen our east anglian fans cannot listen or they can't wait any longer for what they need to listen to also i, I want to clarify this right like sometimes I- when you're when you're saying things publicly and you have a a general knowledge of a subject, there might be some details that might be important but might be left out. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's easy from the outside to bang on the fact that the details weren't in there. I just want to I just want to throw that out there. Yes, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think there's okay. a Donald Trump quote out there that says Look, something similar. To be clear. <laughs> My recollection of this of that podcast in particular, mm-hmm. I was responding to Dave asking about the word Anglia. Yes. Okay. And I was, I, to, I, in my memory is, I was just talking about how, just speaking of the people group, the Angles and the Saxons, the people groups who were inhabiting the landmass at the time, uh-huh. the people group responsible for the name England. Right. That's what I... <laughs> So that's all I was responding to is that angle broadly Anglia would have come from that the okay. same way. This however, is almost as painful as Sala versus Monet. However, no, okay, not, yeah. not even close. Nothing was more painful. If what I said muddied the waters, 
about East Anglia more than we already muddied them. Oh man, they're murky. Well then I guess I have no choice but to apologize. I don't feel like this is a Mo Sislak level error. <laughs> so I can't in good conscience do the full I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt apology. Okay. Fair. But you guys can choose the text of my apology. Ooh. Your options are modified versions of the following. Okay. Christian Bale's apology for when he had a foul-mouthed berating of someone on the set of that Terminator movie several years ago. Okay, all right. Okay. Bill Clinton's apology for lying about Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> Complete with voice. Or Kanye West's apology to the fans at Bonnaroo, a night that he kept them waiting for two hours for his performance. Oh, my gosh. I know my vote, Dave. I have to say all three of these are outstanding. I almost want to apologize all three of them. However, <laughs> you guys have to pick. It's like I, choose your own I, adventure. I know Bill Clinton's apology. Yeah, I think that one's that one's. But tried. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I want to know what Kanye said. All right, let's go Kanye. Yeah, I like it. Kanye. Final answer. All right. To anyone who was offended by my words, <laughs> I offer the following. This is the most offended I've ever been. This is the maddest I will ever be. It broke my heart that I couldn't give these fans accurate information about East Anglia in its finest form. I'm sorry to everyone that I didn't have the ability to give the performance I wanted to. I'm sorry. Man, that was that was heartfelt. genuine. Yeah, that was genuine. Man, I appreciate that. For the record, no one's upset about this. Okay. Um, but. I don't think we've gotten there it might quite. Have been somebody. I don't think we've gotten it quite right yet. So you know, now it's out there. We've cleared the air the best that we can. If there's one thing we are, it's it's honest about our shortcomings. You know, we don't know everything about English history. No, but we'd love to. We'd love to know. Indeed, we'd love to know. I did have a relationship with misinformation about East Anglia. <laughs> that was not appropriate. In fact, it was wrong. It constituted a critical lapse in judgment and a personal failure on my part for which I am solely and completely responsible. <laughs> That's what Bill Clinton said. You had, you had a relationship with misinformation. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. All right. I get it. I mean... Is there a chance I get to know what Christian Bale said at this point? It's been a miserable week for me. I know I have a potty mouth. Everybody knows that now. I have no confusion whatsoever. I was out of order beyond belief. I was way out of order. I acted like a punk. I regret that. And there is nobody that has heard that tape that has been hit harder by it, hit harder by it than me. I make no excuses for my wrong information about East Anglia. It is inexcusable, and I hope that is absolutely clear. I think it is by now. This is the stupidest way we have ever done this. Okay. I should have, we're gonna apologize next week for doing oh. this. Well, this will uh, this will transition us nicely out of the summer and the shenanigans that take place then, and into discussion on the matches. So we've got a lot planned here. A lot of our usual segments are back. Manager quote of the week: a Christian Benteke wasteful player of the week award. I can't wait for that one. Which, by the way, is going to a very, very worthy, worthy and special person well stay tuned 
We will discuss the Game Week 1 Dream Team and how much about that Dream Team matters. We've got all the storylines that you need to know about. We're going to bring back a segment that has not been around in our podcast for maybe more than a year. May not ever come back again. And it may not ever come back again, so you cannot miss that. Yeah, you guys are going to shart. <laughs> you promised it. Okay. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear why. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, and by the way, Dave's Arsenal won, so we've got to give him a minute about that too. Come on, you guys! There it is. All right, you guys ready for this? Let's get on to week one matches. Let's start by briefly discussing the thing that everyone else has already been discussing. VAR in its debut yeah. this past weekend. Dave, are you okay with the new VAR era? Absolutely. Um, look, I think any sports fan that's not 60-plus years old just wants <laughs> to get the call right. Okay? okay, I think that's what anyone really wants. Even if it hurts you, honestly, you just you, you it only really really bothers you if you get robbed. And and at least this way you at least know you're not officially getting robbed. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a clear and foul error, which you know what, it will probably eventually happen. They'll probably still screw up like somewhere along the line at some point. But look, if it's the 1 out of 100, that stinks. For the most part, they did a fantastic job. I watched Almost every match this weekend, and especially I watched the City West Ham match first one on Saturday morning. Sure, like probably everyone else did, and there was like five times it was called in <laughs> to play. City is so fast; they're probably going to see more VAR. I'll challenges. tell you this: Raheem Sterling on the second goal that he scored was so fast the VAR couldn't find his armpit. It, it, he literally was a blur on the screen. They're going to have to upgrade. <laughs> Their cameras yeah. in order for them to for Raheem Sterling to not be a blur as he was blazing past the defensive men who were hoping to God that he was going to be offside. Yeah. But he wasn't. At least they couldn't find it because the armpit now is the new offside line. Do you yeah. know do you know why? In case anyone can't score watching, with your arm. You cannot score with your arm, but you can with your shoulder. Yep. Therefore the armpit defines where the offside line is. Yep. We learned that in that or, match. Or your foot. But usually guys are leaning, right? So, Forward, so, yes. So they find your armpit and they draw a straight imaginary line down to the ground, a blue line for the defense, and a red line for the offense. And whichever one is further down the pitch, that determines whether it's offside or not. Yep. And you like it. You felt like it worked yes. out well. Every single call that I saw them review, keyword there, Brian, mm-hmm. we will discuss this, Every single call I saw them review, what they got correct. Brian? I like that at the beginning of the season, the talk was all about, well, we're not going to, we don't want this to interfere. Minimal in, invasions into the game. Just want to make sure everything is right. So let's only do this 70 times. <laughs> it just seemed like a lot. So that was how many. That really is the number of decisions. That really was the number of decisions that was reviewed. But can I tell you something? Yeah. Is that, like, there's two ways to look at that. Okay, yeah, 70 times the matches were interrupted. That's one way to look at it. Mm -hmm. But also potentially 70 times when we weren't able to get it right before and now we are. Yeah. It's really about how you look at it. Well, sometimes it might not have been overturned. But they still looked. That's his point, right? 70 times that they took a look. Yeah, there was 70 incidents reviewed. Sure, so, and I'm not so, saying that, that's not how many were overturned, obviously. And not Honestly, all, if you'd have given me an over-under, I would have been way, way under. under. That's seven per match on average, which is a lot. That is 
That is a lot. Seven per match? But most of the time, most of the time they didn't stop. We didn't have the the screen that said VAR. That's not 70 stoppages of play to take a minute. It might have felt like it. Some of them, Don't they review every every goal? Every goal is reviewed. And there were a lot of goals. Yeah, some of the individual moments probably felt like 70 minutes. But here's the thing. For all the uses of VAR, this was about the crispest, like most snappy use of VAR I've ever seen in any competition. I agree. I was impressed with with how how they did it. The diagrams, like I said, the mm-hmm. the the the, the, the in stadium screen usage, like all, all, everything that they could think of to do, they tried to do to make this thing work. And yes, it was different. I get it. Some people are don't love the fact that it was different. You liked it, right? I think VAR was the game week 1 MVP. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fair. There were matches in which the results were affected by VAR, which means VAR helped get the result right. Which means the table in week one has already been affected. It's already been affected. Last week, or last week, last year, early in the season, it was either game week one or game week two. I, I, as I sit here, I can't remember. Wolves played City, and Willie Bowley scored with a handball. Yep. And VAR did not exist they to overturn it. They drew that game, it. did they not? And they drew that game yes, early did. in the season, yes. that if, like Honestly, City should have won the league by more last season. If they get all three points in that match, right? This week, game week one, guess what happens? Willie Bowley, handball. Now, it didn't lead to a goal, but it did lead to an overturned decision well, through the use of VAR. It was garbage because Dendonker should have got that goal. Says a Dendonker owner. But the point is, <laughs> yeah. it would have been 1-0 Wolves as a result without VAR. Instead, it was 0-0. VAR helped get it right. VAR has already affected well, the table. After one game week in the season. I would argue that that, that that rule is dumb. But technically, by the rules that they stated, yes, they technically got it right. But the fact that Bowley's arm was next to his body, it couldn't go anywhere. It goes off Dendonker's head, Bowley's head, and it rolls down kind of Bowley's arm, and then Dendonker kicks it in. As long as it's what That's the law It's not like before where he was diving and it actually hit his hand on the way in. You might think that law is stupid, but as long as it's... Within the laws of the game, and it's e- equally and consistently applied throughout the entire season. I'm perfectly no, fine. No, that's with fine. It. I, I I agree. Now, I do did. you know who's not fine with it though? Nuno, Nuno Spirito, Spirito Santo. Santo. Yeah, he's not happy at all. He provides us with this week's manager quote of the week, and I'd like to read this to you right now. Here it is. What I'm concerned about is let's not ruin the game. It's what fans come for to celebrate a goal, not to celebrate a no goal. That's not the real celebration of football. It's not good for the atmosphere of football. The Leicester fans were celebrating the no goal. That's not the mindset of the game. Six months ago, it, that play we're discussing with Bowley and Dendonker, it would have been a goal. So that is an issue for VAR. No, 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 it's not. That's probably the dumbest thing a manager said in this past weekend. Because that is not an issue for VAR. VAR got it right. That's an issue for you. You got two points last year you shouldn't have gotten because VAR wasn't in place. You didn't get them this year. That's not VAR's problem. That's, That's a problem karma. you got to sort out. That's, that is karma. <laughs> Isn't That's exactly it though? Right. Maybe it is. Or Providence, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> um, the only one I would take issue with was uh, Glenn Murray. I'm, I'm team. Well, I'm, and, team, I'm team Roberto Pereira on, and, that, and, on that one. I, I feel would, like that was wrong. I wanted Kane in, in the Spurs-Villa match, Koja is jumping in the box to block a ball, and it hits him in the arm, and his arm's away from his body. Referee doesn't call it. It doesn't lead to a goal. So, therefore, there was no review. 
the referee has to call it in order for it to be reviewed. And that was really frustrating. No, I thought VAR can check if they they feel that there's been an error made. There's a few things it can check on, as I understand it. Uh, Plays that might lead to penalties, red cards, goals. Yeah, that was a bunch of, that was plays. that was a handful so of anyways reviews. I, mean, I interrupted you it, but i felt like it was similar to the glenn murray thing but yeah it's just that i mean you can see still photos of it and to me based on the letter of the law unnaturally making your body unnaturally bigger or the other one is your hand hand above your shoulder which i think that i think glenn murray is in violation of both of those things that you can see in the watford and the watford brighton game and no call I mean, of course, everyone that's on Watford was going ballistic when it was over. When it was not given, either way, if that's the two percent of the things that didn't get correct, then I, I mean, and in neither of those instances did it affect the result, which is which is important to. Well, know, Watford was only down one zero at that. They point. weren't coming back to get a point, well, and that would have been, and that would have been, and that would have been a penalty kick. The handball occurred in the box. Perfectly valid point. One, so, one, one so is, you're, you're read, I'm reading into what the final result ended up being. You're absolutely right. It does change. Right. If it had been 1-1 one, one at that point, I think you have a completely different match. But we and, are really getting into the nitty-gritty with it here. Yes. And I think in the bigger picture, VAR worked. I, I agree. It absolutely worked. And it was different, and we're going to have to get used to it. But I think TV needs to help out now. The Premier League did everything it could control in the stadium and in the flow of play as much as possible. TV needs to help out by incorporating VAR into the culture of its broadcast. Yeah. It's here. you got to figure out, TV, what you're going to do once a goal is scored and there's a VAR review. you got to figure that out. And you got to get announcers who know what in the they're talking about when it comes to how the laws of the game are applied to these decisions that are made. The fans need to be educated. The use of technology was always available. Now it's finally in place. The league is bringing us up to date with its use of technology. Now, TV, you need to give us announcers who know how to discuss that in a way that educates us fans and lets us know what's going on and makes us a part of it because right now these old dudes that we have on most of these TV broadcasts are not cutting it. They're absolutely not cutting it. And I don't care if they're former players, former managers, or whatever. It's not working. Get guys that understand what they're talking about. And I live in the United States. I watch NBC for my broadcast. So that begins with Graham Lasso and Lee Dixon. If you replace those two guys today, you will immediately make the NBC broadcast better. I have said nothing but great things about NBC. Their broadcasts of the Premier League are amazing. Arlo White might be the best play-by-play announcer in the world for football. And I say that knowing that Martin Tyler's out there and a whole bunch of other guys, John Champion, guys that I like, Arlo White's better than all of them, in my opinion. But he is held back by Graham Lasso and Lee Dixon. And they've got to go or they've got to figure out what it is that they're talking about if they're going to stick around. You just lost us half the people who would listen to us because you said that Martin Tyler's worse than Arlo White. Thanks Martin a, Tyler is amazing. Thanks a lot. I didn't say he's bad. No. I said Arlo White's better. Look, Scott I, is going to... I love the, the I was going to say, Scott is going to... He's going to single-handedly demand VAR sensitivity training for Graham Lasso. That's all <laughs> I could think as he was talking because Graham Lasso was probably the worst offender of this. He was he, a harsh critic. And it's, it but that's help. not why I'm complaining about him. Yeah, I'm complaining about him because he doesn't, he doesn't talk about the action on the field and how the laws of the game... Yeah, or he, even he doesn't really give us much about strategy and how the strategy is impacting the action on the field. Feels. 
how he the talks game about feels. how he feels. Yeah. He talks about his opinion compared to what's happening. I don't care about your opinion. Well, that's where I thought Robbie Earl would have jumped a hundred spots in your in your book because right away he just said it, it doesn't matter. We they got it right. The issue is they the ruling is correct. I think that was actually. Now. Yeah, you're right. It was Robbie. It was Robbie Earl in the studio that day. Yeah, I thought I was thinking it was the other Robbie. Uh, it doesn't help you if they replace one of them with um, Alexi Lawless. No. Okay. No. Oh, just wanna, I just want to be clear. Bless. Not right. anyone could be a replacement. We went longer, and I I said more in video. I did not plan that rant. I'm really sorry about that. Hey, I'm but like, that was a good rant. I did not intend for us to talk this long about VR. We've got actual FPL stuff to discuss here. Join us for hour two of the F oh, fantasy gosh, stuff. No, no. We're going to get right into the game one dream team, which is going to help us talk a lot about the players who are relevant. But we can't talk about the game one dream team until we give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Dave, who slash what is getting this award? This is unprecedented, Scott and Brian. Why? I love this because Brian doesn't know who it's going to. I'm excited to find this out. This award this week goes to the player who completely wasted everyone's time. Oh, Everyone, so six time. million people Just about. that play FPL, mm -hmm. this person wasted the time of everyone. And what's wild is they had became a better player. They thought they had upgraded and, and made themselves better as That's a true. better footballer, yep. and they couldn't have been more wrong. Nope. Brian, the winner of this week's Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award goes to the FPL app oh. and the FPL website for the pure <laughs> shit that they gave all of us and are still giving us because they still can't get their upgrade and whatever they've done right. They, they, it's almost like they didn't know when the season was starting. Has anyone, oh, no. has anyone said anything about it? I don't know. I think every tweet that official it's FPL getting, it's sent getting out. It's getting silenced. It's getting, no, it's, it's getting shadow banned every on tweet, the internet. Look at the comment thread on most of the tweets from official FPL over the weekend, and the responses are all, fix the app, or fix the d app. It's okay. something, one of those two responses. Okay, so it's been, it has been talked about. It is fascinating okay, to me. It's a known issue. Okay, How good. something that... <laughs> In my mind, is very big and worldwide. Not just like here in the here in the U.S. There's fantasy football, but it's like in one country. This this is like almost every country probably of the world has one or two players at least mm -hmm. playing this fantasy game. So watching so, the game. Let me demonstrate this. So I've got I've got an iPhone XR. It's a nice phone. Just a couple of months old. It's it's you know I feel like it's a pretty decent phone. You know. Yeah, I'll say. Okay, so I've got the app. I've pulled it up. I've pulled up the team mm -hmm. that I played in game week one. You know what it's telling me so far, Dave? Huh. It's got my total points right, I think, but it's telling me that Raheem Sterling, as my captain, scored forty points, which is absolutely true. Uh, I I mean he had a great week. Uh, Andy Robertson two, Allison one. We'll get to that in a second. And then it's showing me that no one else has played yet this weekend. Yeah, this past weekend. Yeah, like it's different on everyone's phones. Mine doesn't say that. Somehow, but mine doesn't show any players' points. Yeah. Somehow, someone. So I just I just click on my team mm -hmm. when normally it shows the points, and it shows the point total at the top. No points by anyone's names. But I go to the website. The website will actually show me. Points, points under the players' names. Well, the app shows me that someone with 10 points less than me is placed higher in exactly. our league table than if me. If you go so. to the league standings, they're still all jacked up. Honestly, you just couldn't be more wasteful. And I don't understand how incompetent the league can be by 
not knowing when the start date was and making sure that you were going to be able to have a functioning app. All right, so we've been very negative to this point. Let's get positive. Wow, we have been negative. And let's go into the game week one dream team. Brian, the players you usually control the negativeness. I know, man. Why, why are you why letting so quiet? Scott I do this? did not have <laughs> misappropriate information with. E- I'm not going to do anything. Though. <laughs> we got. We picked up what you put in. Okay, this. thank You're you. All right, let's go into the game week one dream team. It was a 4-3-3 formation. If you'd had this team, this would have given you the most possible points that you could have gotten after game week one. We'll start with the goalkeeper. Welcome back, David De Gea, and your 10 points. Yeah. He made some nice saves against Chelsea. Listen, Chelsea, that scoreline is is not even close to indicative of how that game went. Yeah, that's true. Horribly unfair. Tammy Abraham beat De Gea, didn't beat the post. Mm-hmm. Taking this from Robbie Earl, thanks. You said it well. Emerson beat De Gea. Didn't beat the post. True. De Gea right? was fortunate. So there was, it wasn't like Chelsea was just sitting back. Uh, Charles Barkley, almost literally, this is not a basketball podcast. Ross Barkley, for God's sakes, had multiple good shots, barely missing wide. Yeah. I thought you were about to make a, a point or use a I know. famous quote I had no by idea. Charles Barkley. I had no I idea where he was going. I'm that's, not a role that's model. That's outstanding. Continue. Anyways, I'm just saying, Chelsea got hammered for nothing, but. Yeah. Three of those goals were relatively late, and De Gea got beat a few times and didn't get scored on. Just like the, yeah. the Villa Spurs, if you look at the 3-1, That's right. it feels like, oh, wow, Spurs really hammered him. No, that no. doesn't tell you the story. No, absolutely right. Anyways, but yeah, welcome back, David De Gea. But it hasn't stopped a lot of people from transferring De Gea in, probably for Allison, right? Maybe. I would think so. For some, it's definitely the case. Let's talk through the four defenders. Dave, are you interested in any of these guys? We'll start with Eric Peters of Burnley with his 14 points, followed by Ainsley Maitland-Niles of Arsenal with 12, yeah. Lewis Dunk of Brighton with 11, and Chris Meepham of Bournemouth with 10. Now, Meepham, no. Okay. Meepham. Actually, I heard it. Meepham. I think Mepham, it might be Meepham. All right. Brian, maybe I'm one day. I'm not going to get involved yeah, in this whatever. argument. Uh, that's, what, that's your one job. Um, no, Eric Peters <laughs> is interesting. And, ho- and just pump the brakes. Eric hold on, Peters hold on. Burnley. I am not going out to own him okay. yet. Okay, okay. But he is crossing balls into the middle where Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood are just waiting to head in. Or, balls. as some people would say, accidentally kicking the ball in behind the defense who makes a horrible error. He's sure. also doing that. <laughs> sure. Um, Before you say anything else about anyone else, Eric Peters is the highest points per pound scorer following the first game week of the season. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot during game week, week one. one, but his 4.5 price as of game week one and his 14-point score makes him the only player with more than three points per pound following game week one. And this is just where I want to plug. If you follow us on Facebook, at the Fantasy Soccer FC Facebook page, you will be able to track who the best 11 in terms of points per pound, was following game week one. And we'll continue to update it on our Facebook page oh, throughout the season. Yeah, that's great. Maitland-Niles with 12 points. I think if I had to pick from those three, and listen, Dunk did this last year, where he would he would have a little bit, he'll get you some offensive returns. Yeah, doesn't that make Dunk relevant, though? Like, just put him in your lineup and set it and forget it, right? Um, As Brian would say... <laughs> you know how I feel about Brighton. They can go straight to hell. So Lewis Dunk is four and a half. Surely you have a four and a half defender in your lineup. You can transfer out now, bring in Lewis Dunk, 
and benefit from whatever offensive returns he gives you for the rest of the season. Set it and forget it, right? Maybe. Look, Brighton, unfortunately, might be better than we think. I, I am shocked that they won 3-0. At hey, by the way, we have a bet about that. About them getting relegated, yeah, I said probably, Bright right? No, I said Brighton was going to finish higher than Newcastle. I'm feeling great about that bet. And after week one, it's a come on, Tune Army. Let's Newcastle go. is about as blunt an instrument as you can possibly have for in a soccer club. Hey, Maitland-Niles had an excellent game. He did. Guess uh, who I didn't stick with for on, game week and one. And this I, shocked me. I thought for sure that guy would be in there for you. For me? No, for For Scott. Scott. Right. You pumped that. I did. I was shocked, too, when, when the lineup You talked out. me out of it in our season That's preview crazy. pod. Um, you said, nah, Callum Chambers, Rob Holden. I know, but I like the fact that you're right, and you were going with my, well, you were going with my theory of, look, I'd rather have wingbacks, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so that's now, I will moving say, things along. That's my opinion. If I had to pick one, uh, Lewis Dunk might actually be, might be more yeah. consistent than the other three. and. Like if you're playing the money game, like even you, more than Maitland Niles, if you're playing the money game, Dave, I think the number of yeah. transfers in on Dunk for the week is probably going to get him to four six here Look, quick. before it, the end. Of I the, am before not the saying, end of the before I, match week two starts. I am not saying that Maitland Niles would have a uh, would be able to even come close to Trent Alexander Arnold or Robertson's numbers, but he might be able to do some TAA styles crosses and, and getting up the field a little bit. He might. Know. But, so it won't surprise me. It won't surprise me if he's better than we think. We have a heavyweight midfield. Finally, a dream team midfield worth talking about. <laughs> Raheem, it's in week one. It'll never happen again. We'll see. But Raheem Sterling was the top scorer of the week with 20 points. Captain Sterling saved my week. Yes, he did. Okay. I wish I would have captained him. I didn't have a bad captain. I captained your boy, Scott, Salah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I was I was okay with that. Yeah. You and the rest of the world, Dave. Yeah. Congratulations on doing something really, really obvious. It's, it felt safe. <laughs> yeah. I don't it have felt Salah. Like that warm, fuzzy blanket that just felt nice to kind of put over you after you walk in from the cold rain. Salah yeah. made Salah made the squad too. Salah's here with twelve points. Uh, sandwiched between Sterling and Salah, Riyad Mahrez also of City with fourteen. If I knew Riyad Mahrez was going to keep starting, you you'd own him right now. I would be content with him. What is his price? I would be content with him being my only Manchester City midfielder. That's stupid. <laughs> he was Ma- eight and a half to start. Mars is eight and a half. Is, that, yeah. is his price getting close to going up? No, I don't think is so. Is anyone going to him? No, because everyone's scared about Pepology. Sure. Yeah, as they should be. But they I'm really just saying, what what else does, how much more but, good does this guy have to do when he's out there for When them? he's out there. That's Brian, exactly it. Brian, I know. For those of us who might be a little concerned, about Mores and his playing time going forward, because a lot of people had Bernardo Silva and he did not play. Bernardo it wasn't Silva. That he didn't yeah. start. He did not play. Yeah, you're last look, year, yeah, you're looking at me. Last year, it was Bernardo Silva <laughs> and, and ten, 10 other guys. guys. Yeah. Week one this year, no Bernardo Silva. Not even a, not even coming on as a sub. Literally rides the pine. Yeah. Brian, Brian yeah. what did Pep tell me about Mores and about Bernardo Silva? Just that. Well, what a lot of people saw. In, or heard from Pep post-match uh, reflection here that I think Bernardo Silva and Sergio Aguero are on notice. They're not guaranteed playing time, are they? No. It, well, at least not. I mean, he said it the way he said it after after the first week. You would have to say, no, it's impossible for them to be a fixture. His exact quotes were... The only problem he said the only problem Riyad had last last season is the manager didn't select him often because he had 
one of the best players of the season, Bernardo, playing the same position. Bernardo now knows, wow, Riyadh is an incredible player and has to take a step forward. Bernardo has nothing wrong but a little muscular problem. So it could have been that he had some kind of a, a, a minor muscle issue that they just didn't take any chances and they have coverage. He said basically the same thing about Aguero and Jesus, talking about how Gabriel came back with incredible speed and energy. So Sergio has to know, wow, Gabriel is in top form. Right. He's be- and I would, I would assume that's going to be the case. It happened to Sané last season. Everyone thought Leroy Sané in the form he was in couldn't lose his spot, and then sure enough, he did. I mean, think of how many people... It seemed like owning. We, I mean, we talked about it plenty, just like anyone else would have. They, Sterling and Sane were doing so good. Owning them both seemed like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Something I was going to say. We can, you know, we could mention it as a strategy attached to Riyad Mahrez here. Mahrez and and Jesus are going to get plenty of time. They're not going to get thirty five matches. But Will it be enough though what, for their price? What I'm, what my question would be is though. You see, when they do get a lot of time, the quality of their starts mm-hmm. are outstanding. Last season, Jesus being ten dollars or whatever he was, that's price. It's the, it like high. it's like Mane this season, priced into irrelevance. Now both of them are in the, a really manageable spot. Eight and a half for Mara's, nine and a half nine, for Jesus. Right. Will they be real? I mean, that's middle of the road for their positions, right? Right. You could easily own both of those guys. And as long as you, I mean, it would require you to have what you would want towards the end of the season. You didn't want, you'd have to just have it earlier in the season. You'd have to have better coverage. You might have to set you know, it and forget it. You cannot right. transfer you would, them out. You would just have matches. to, that, this would be exactly where running a four, four, two and having a reliable bench. That's right. It's not a terrible idea Look, because I think matches like this, there's no reason. Gabriel Jesus easily could have knocked. Well, I mean, he could have at least been at at or around the 13-point mark here. There's well, no reason why he couldn't have been competing easily, for a team of the week. He could easily have earned himself a start in game week two. Exactly. So I I like their prices. I think they're really tempting. I don't think... I, I don't think anyone, regardless of Pep Roulette if they or st- Pepology, however you want to say it, it's not, it's not pe- people are, 71,000 people have transferred in Mares so far. Forwards, Jesus is in, I mean, it's way less, 20,000 people, but, but still, it's, it, there are transfers in here. And, and I think especially with both of those players at that price, I don't, I don't hate it. All right, I'm going to close this out and then we're going to move on to forwards. What's fascinating to me is this. Pep doing his thing. Uh, Mares and Jesus, neither one of them played as much as they would have wanted to play last year. They sat in the bench watching guys, and they're wondering, when am I going to get to play? They put the work in during the offseason, and guess what? They're playing. And another thing, I don't think Aguero helped himself out by being a <laughs> and, and not letting Sterling get the hat trick it publicly in front of everyone. And then he misses it, gets a reprieve because of encroachment. And he scores. Does, I just think that, that that looks bad for him. I think there was the cameras on Pep coming up to him after the game, kind of giving him an earful. By the way, I think VAR sent a message in the replay of that penalty. Love it. Love it. Absolutely. This was yeah. one of my problems last year. I think it was an Arsenal game, probably. But where someone missed a penalty. And, and yeah, like, it was against Spurs. And the Spurs were in line with the penalty kicker when he kicked it. It was a bombing yang. 
<laughs> and they were in line with him. And then they were the ones that got the deflection and kicked it out. So anyways, yeah. yes, love it. Does anyone even possibly think that Mares somehow is less of a player now than he was his peak season at Leicester? Has he declined? No. He, well, he's I, I, one I, of I those guys that has gone to a bigger club and has managed. It's taking time. It's taking some time. He is still in a rotation. Let's not oversell this. When, well, maybe. Listen, and this is what I was going to say. Bernardo Silva if, will if, get his minutes. If yeah, Mares and Jesus start next week, it will wreak havoc on fantasy lineups. If they start two weeks in a row, it'll wreak havoc. When he laid Aaron Cresswell down in the penalty box when he made that little turn like five yards away from goal and he blasted a shot, I would have th- thought that 99 times out of 100, he's blasting it straight into the back of the net. He, th- his shooting boots are right. And yeah. I love Mares, and I think if he he could be as dangerous as anybody else. I mean, I will say there's there's something that's beautiful about watching Mares stride forward and and take a shot on goal. He can do it as beautifully as, as anyone. In the I league. didn't know there was a crush there. I, I have a little uh, I have a little man crush on uh, Mares's running stride. Nice All right, job. let's talk forwards. There were three that had 13 points in game week one. Let's start with uh, Harry Kane. Okay, fine. The August curse is over. I will gladly admit it, Dave. Suck it, Scott. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that. I think after Kane <laughs> scored in my living room, I screamed, suck it, Scott, as I am chanting. I, I wasn't even I in the room, it. and you I, said I, that? I don't think I said this. And you're an Arsenal fan. What's yeah. the matter with you? Listen, it was a weird day, right? But When, when your fantasy team, when, when you need it, when you took a risk and went with four big-time big dogs and, and all of them are scoring. Talk about that briefly. What does what did you do? Just b- very briefly, tell us what you did because you changed your game week one lineup, but you kind of hinted that you might do this. Yeah, what did, I did. you actually do? You had guts well, with your lineup. I, I don't know. The, the, look, we we all know that there's a fine line between genius and stupidity. Okay. Yeah, you're and walking. I think it. I am probably on the line. You're of walking it. But what happened? I'll tell you what I did really quick. Yeah. I I decided to go with a team of heavy hitters. And those heavy hitters are Salah, Sterling, Aubameyang, and Kane. You have all four in your lineup. I do. And Who so else do you have? I though? filled out my midfield with Barkley, Dendonker, Telemans, which uh, was I, okay after one. No, week. I think that's fine. They both they all played. My defense. I got a piece of Liverpool with Gomez. I got a piece of Mid City with Zinchenko, and then I had Martin Kelly, Rico, and Hanley with with surprise Burnt Leno in goal. I, there weren't many five O guys that I liked much, and and so you went with I, the homer I keeper. I felt like it's crazy. I felt like at least for the first two weeks that Leno might be okay. Okay, and so uh, and it happened to work out, and so, it gives you some time to see if there's other options. I that had are Mason Greenwood and then Stecklenburg, so I went I went cheap. But where I where I went cheap, I tried to get a piece of Liverpool defense. I tried to get a piece of City defense. I think Arsenal's defense. I think Leno is going to be a little bit better. Hey, Martin Kelly, that worked out all right. Martin Rico, Kelly and Rico, yeah. Rico's playing almost. Yeah, but Rico almost worked out too. Yeah, with that Sheffield Rico, United yeah, goal, mere minutes away. From yeah, clean so team. Grant Hanley, not so much. Yeah, so it was well. Look. I'm just trying to Seven minutes into the season, own goal, own goal, and I thought of you immediately. Thankfully, he's buried in my bench. <laughs> uh, so anyways, you look, he, here's the deal. When you go, though, with with four big dogs like that, my other thought... Sacrifices. Well, you have to... You have to Trade-offs, up, right? And yeah. it's obviously an inherent risk. I So, he, look... That's the beauty of the sport. There's going to be times where none of them score, and it's going to be a bad week. Yeah. But then there's going to be times where they do score. Well, how many... How, how did so, you do? How uh, many points did you get? 87. That's not bad. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. But 
Also, and real quick, I'll say this. Another thing it gives me is I can go from any of them almost to anyone else in one move. That's right. If you don't have one of those guys, it's probably going to take you two moves to get one. That's right. And then the and other, you already have them. The other thing is I can almost always have a home captain probably with a decent matchup with, with one, one of those, of those guys. That's a great point. So those were my thought processes in Smart. going into that. Hey, it's like you've done this before. Well done. Mm, I've never gone with a strategy. Well, no. This is new. <laughs> but I mean, Kane didn't hurt Every himself. Every year, I'm, I'm trying something new. Well, I just, Salah, I, Sterling, Kane, Abomic, none of them hurt their value after their performances in this no, game. No, not, not yet. No, and if anything suffers, it's what was going to suffer anyway with Tottenham playing Manchester City week two. Yep. No, I, I like, I mean, even you see the, the team of the week. I mean, the four defenders on the team of the week are no more than five pounds. Yeah. So, That's interesting. So well, and I will was, say the, the, the points per pound squad that is on our Facebook page is all cheap. There's five defenders. And it's, a, and I, I mean, I look, if only there was a podcast out there that was saying this a few weeks ago, <laughs> that I don't understand. I did not understand in any way the rush to own an expensive back line. I understand the oh, the don't don't listen. Hey, I know it's there one, are two ways to approach this, I and know, we discussed both. What I'm saying is, I know it's one week, and, and it's his opinion. Sure. Well, what I'm saying is, but I'm saying we 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 presented both options to our listeners. Right. Go I, big in your back line, or just you know th- treat the season as normal. Right. And I, I think in the end, all of us treated the season as normal. By the way. None of us went huge in our back line. Brian's just trying to finish his thoughts. I'm sorry, Brian. Go ahead. I'm just saying (laughs) I'm probably the most guilty of anyone of doing exactly that. I mean, I I have Trent Alexander-Arnold. I switched to Allison before I I made my team and I included Allison. As we can finally see each other's lineups. I know, but he never talked about going Allison or Allison. No, he had two, he had two, four, five or five, five. I owned, I had Pickford and then there was a moment where I only owned Nick Pope, which would have been the smartest move of all. And, but what I'm saying is I just think I'm saying comparative to the amount of information that was out there of like the money demands that you own a big name back line like all of these guys a lot of, lot of for six dollars or more outscored their midfielders or people at equivalent prices by you know by a massive amount this is necessary i'm just saying like that that to me was like i i don't see why it is so necessary you can still do pretty good with your defense and not spend you know almost 30 pounds of your budget on on defenders and a goalkeeper yeah. I just no. I'm not saying at all that it's that, and and definitely I said it's one week. Next week we could be saying like, oh <laughs> right. look, as Pilaqueta is back to being the yeah. most expensive and and most owned defender, and Andy Robertson is going to put in four assists next week or something. Right. You know what I mean? I like, will I, say the temptation is always to overreact after one game week. Don't do it. I agree. I've made my free transfer already, but only because Allison got hurt, which we'll talk about in a second. If Allison hadn't gotten hurt. I would have saved my free transfer yeah. after a game week. I'm won. not going to make a transfer this week. But you didn't know Allison either. That's correct. So you have a goalkeeper who's going to play. Right. I didn't. Right. I had to get a starting goalkeeper. It's good to have a starting goalkeeper in your lineup. It's <laughs> absolutely true. Let's go to the next uh, forward. And and I know that I'm making all the social media plugs in this episode, and I apologize if that's annoying. But you know there are different things that we're doing on different social media channels this season. I already mentioned that we're going to primarily use our Facebook page to update the points per pound squad for the season, which by the way, you can see everyone's points per pound if you opt into one of the Patreon tiers yeah. that's available to all of our listeners. 
patreon.com slash fsfc i am keeping a spreadsheet of all of the players and their points per pound in the league and i've got it updated with every value after game week one you can see every player's value after game week one in terms of points per pound which is the ultimate indicator of value it is if you listen to our podcast you know that that's true um but also on our facebook page we've got the points per pound squad now on our instagram account you're going to see a running diary of my lineup all right and you would have noticed if you follow us on instagram and you pay attention to our instagram feed you would have seen all the ways i changed my lineup there were five ways i changed my lineup (laughs) from the season preview pod to the actual game week one squad i went with i am most proud of the next forward in the in the dream team which was marcus rashford also scoring 13 points in my mind, once the Lukaku sale was official and there was no Lukaku replacement, yeah. Marcus Rashford became a must-own in FPL, and he immediately rewarded any of his owners with 13 fantasy points. He did. He did well. Um, Chelsea helped him out a little bit, but I think <clears throat> I think he's going to continue to do well. Look, he he did well when when Solchar took over last year. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad. There was a time I think yeah, when he, everyone, was must, he was must he was must own in their 17 match unbeaten streak or whatever absolutely it was. and then he kind of fell off he kind of yeah. went cold which look that can happen i i think and so is pogba in that stretch pogba yeah. i mean kind pogba of a lot of the season own. last season pogba was yep yeah. so i i think listen i i like marcus rashford at eight five um if he because if he's going to keep doing this he's definitely going to turn into a must own yeah if well, you have other two strikers like i do with a bombing and kane i'm going to have to make some hard decisions because I'm not going to add a third to that. No. I'm either going to have to get rid of one of those two guys. But look, at 8-5, man, that's a steal. True. Right, right Ra- now. I mean, Ra- yeah, Rashford scoring a, a goal, at least. You say not weird. A brace, fine. Maybe not necessarily expected, but he's obviously capable. A brace because he got a penalty, that's weird. I think that was the most Weird unexpected part of it. Normally, well, Pogba just because takes I think them? the assumption was entering the season, Pogba hadn't done anything. I mean, you saw other people taking them this summer. Pogba was such a a mystery all summer. So until it's a guarantee that he was going to be there, I think you still expected that match one he was going to be the guy still on the penalty kick. Hmm. But I I know that we we've already discussed how the four nil result wasn't indicative of how this match played out. Obviously, all of that leaned toward giving United more fantasy points than you would have expected. But you didn't purchase Marcus Rashford to start the season because of his penalty kicks. Right. I think he's going to score plenty of goals in the run of play. And let's not forget, too, Paul Pogba, even though he didn't take this penalty kick, Rashford did, he still was fantasy relevant as well with a couple of assists. Yeah, I was, that's what I was saying. I, I just don't think you're not buying Rashford at the beginning of the season because you hope he'll be on penalties. I think it's just an, I think now it's a bonus. And at eight and a half, what you're, you are already going to get. Because he's Manchester United striker. Right. And the he, only and he's one. Eight, five. Yes, There's eight and probably, a half. And he was, he was relevant last year for a long time. Yeah. And he is in favored the, under Solskjaer's system. Like, since, he's going to play since well. Solskjaer came in, he's been favored. Absolutely. Yeah. In their win, you know, in their unbeaten streak last year, he was as essential as anyone else in the league. Is Paul Pogba still relevant with two assists here? I mean, fantasy-wise, he's relevant, right? Yeah. I mean, I own Martial. I, I don't. I can't. How could you be mad about Pogba? I think it just. I think you. What I'm saying is, it's just the reverse argument for, for Rashford. 
you were probably, if there was a reason you were getting Pogba week one, it wasn't because you thought he was going to get two assists. It was, well, he's going to, he's on penalties. So if, as long as you were still assuming that, now you got to think that's not great. Because is he going to get two assists? You know, he's not going to be as advanced. You have Rashford playing as a lone striker. You have Martial playing as a potential number nine, interchanging basically with Rashford up front. So, I always where, like where, guys. Where'd you rather playing, have the money? I always like guys playing out of position. In other words, position meaning Martial is listed as a midfielder playing striker. So same thing. Rico is it's for Bour- Rico for yeah. Bournemouth is playing as a defender. Yeah, listed as a defender in FPL, playing as a midfielder. Sure. Isaac Hayden Newcastle listed as a midfielder. When the prompt came up, when Newcastle is playing a four three three and has Hayden as a winger, I'm like, oh, I need to keep a look at that. Hey, listen, I mean, you love Den Donker, but I stuck with Hayden. I know. My, uh, I do love a Den Donker. That the the Den Donker scored and got robbed. Thanks. <laughs> Just wanted to bring that back up. Well, let's finish out the uh, game week one dream team. It's your favorite player, Dave, that rounds this thing out. It's Ashley Barnes of Burnley. Screw me. Uh, why? <laughs> every single time. Every His sing- goals were nice. Yeah, every single say. game when he scores, he looks right into the camera and gives me the double bird because he knows I don't believe his in eyes, him. His eyes, they come right at you. I, I was going to say, as much as I made fun of Eric Peters for un- one unintentionally yeah. kicking the ball to where Ashley Barnes could score it, it doesn't take away his finishes. They were both amazing. That first goal of Ashley Barnes's was so yeah, I thought nice. they were. I thought both both of the Ashley Barnes goals were outstanding. Well, great. Good for you, Ashley Barnes. You going to transfer him in, Dave? No. Why not? I have a bombing and Kane. He couldn't <laughs> sweep their floors. <laughs> and you need Mason Greenwood for the money yeah, to make sure. that work. Mason Greenwood is a, the best 4.5 own striker sure. out there. Hey, listen, I totally get it. But if you're if the money works, Ashley Barnes might not be a terrible third No, forward. I'd still rather own Chris Wood, I think. Well, really? they're they're gonna they're on penalties kind of together. Right. So, uh, okay. So Ashley Barnes would Who? be I'm not sure which Whoever of them draws, is the preferred guy, but they will take if if they draw the penalty, they will t- the the person who draws it takes it. I wonder who will draw more penalties. I feel like Barnes. I feel like Barnes would draw more. Would draw more. He's a well, yeah, because he's a flopper. He's a he's a, he's a <laughs> flopper baby. <laughs> well, he's a baby flopper. You see how he you see how he is on the pitch. He's a he's, he's a, a whiner. He's a spark plug. He's a crybaby. You know what spark plugs? He's do. a little Costa. Dave. Keep no, I, I'm not sure because Chris Wood could get interfered with by some other giant oaf in the middle of the in the penalty box, and he could get just as many penalties, I think. Chris Wood unlucky here to not uh, also end with a goal, but but correctly ruled. That is your dream team from Game Week 1. And by the way, there is a lot of overlap, as you would expect, between the dream team, as you can find it on the FBL website, and the points per pound squad after one game week, which you can find on our Facebook page. But there are some surprising names that are still on the points per pound squad, giving you the best value possible that aren't in the Dream Team. you got to go to our Facebook page to find it, Fantasy Soccer FC Facebook page, which is where you'll be able to find it all season long. And, uh, Dave, just a fun fact. The points per pound squad after one game week would have cost you, if you owned these 11 guys, 5-3-2 formation, it would have cost you 66.5 pounds. That's crazy. Which is not a lot. That's not a lot of money at all. And you would have scored 143 points before captain. That is mind-blowing. That is amazing. That's crazy. So go check that out on our Facebook page. And it's again, unbelievable. 
you can see my squad at our Instagram page. You can see how I changed that up between our pre-pod and when it actually came time for me to pick my game week one lineup. Now, there are lots of other storylines for us to discuss, but before we get into those, we need to hear a word from this week's sponsor. Hello, I'm Timu Pookie, forward for North City. Pookie time. And I'm here to promote the store at canaryadvisor.com. Pookie Pookie. At canaryadvisor.com, you can find all the supplies you need for your canaries. That would include cages, seed, honey stick treats, supplements, toys, feeders, and breeding supplies because you can never have too many canaries. Always pookie. To get your canary supplies, go to canaryadvisor.com. Once again, that is canaryadvisor.com. Yeah, Timu! Timu is going to win the bet for me this year. Listen, we made a bet that he would score a dozen goals. I didn't think he'd score that many, but what did we say would happen? The first match of the season, Liverpool-Norwich, and I said 4-0 would be the best possible result for both me as a Liverpool fan and my fantasy team, but 4-1 would maybe be the worst possible or at least the most teasing result possible. Yeah. And what happened here? Well, I, I, I think it said after you said... 4-0 is probably the way it's going to go. I said, I am hoping for 4-1 yeah. so you don't get those points, and Timu Pukki's going to score it. And who, Scott, in the first game of the year, yeah, who predicted it. the score? It was unreal. It was the worst possible match for me <laughs> as, a, as a fantasy owner and a little bit as a Liverpool fan because obviously the storyline, I think – FPL, the biggest FPL storyline coming out of game week one, there are a lot of points scored by a lot of big names, right? Sterling, Kane, Bombing scored a goal. But Allison's injury is what's prompting the transfers following game week one. It's a big deal here. Allison's injury and then the, the subsequent Norwich goal, which I'm not saying was because Allison got hurt, but it happened, right, following the Allison injury. That's the big storyline here for FPL. Allison is by far far the biggest transfer out following game week one i've already made my free transfer going into game week two i've gone from allison to ederson but in our slack workspace among all of our our friends and and those who have have been able to join our slack workspace because they have purchased access at our patreon tier patreon.com slash fsfc just a quick plug there uh you would know that there's a lot of discussion about who to bring in a lot of discussion about Adrian coming in as kind of a Liverpool goalkeeper handcuff option. Yep. Well, it's tough, right? So if you go with Adrian, it's saving you money. But if you want Allison back, chances are in four to eight weeks when he comes back, you're going to have spent that money. Right. So now do you have to make two changes? Who knows, though? Maybe that's right around the time you you want a wild card. Yeah. And then, then you can just move the money around fast and easy. Yeah. Look, Using a, a pound, one pound and a half dollars? It's, it's one and a half pounds. Yeah, yeah. pound dollars. You see to how go I to did that one, one pound and a half dollars? That's a lot of cash to just leave sitting there possibly when you... Now, the easy thing to do is to go to Ederson because then you don't have to worry about making a money switch. And that's what I've already done. And Ederson's about to go up. Allison's value oh, yeah. is about to drop. Right, so that was part of the reason why I went to Ederson, but also because Allison and Ederson, in my mind, are the top tiered goalkeepers in FPL this season, far and away. I know De Gea scored the most points after game week one. I know Adrian is an option as a handcuff, you know, discount option while Allison is out. 
But like you said, I didn't want to rearrange the strategy of my squad after one game week. Sure. So I, went, I made the I straight it. swap for Ederson. I get it. And I feel pretty good about that. And I know that at some point I'm going to want Allison back. It's just tempting because it's like, oh, man, I can still have the Liverpool goalkeeper for a pound and a dollar, you know, right, 1.5 less. As a Liverpool fan, I think this will cost Liverpool a few points and a couple of clean sheets. Well, look. I was already concerned that Liverpool's defense couldn't be as good as it was last year. Yeah. And look, first game they gave up one goal to Norwich. Now they, they won handily, right? They're yeah, gonna they, concede, they won dominantly. Are they going to concede at Southampton? Maybe because I think Hosenhutel did some butt whipping this week. Well, okay, Hosenhutel. He, he better after yeah. the spanking so, from Burnley. A, a little bit concerned for for Liverpool. Like I have Gomez this week. I'm a little concerned. Allison goes down, and Hosenhutel I think took out. The proverbial whip, the tongue whip, and lashed them with his tongue and made them run many more sprints. I just that probably did not happen. Yeah, that's sprints. The, yeah. Sprints. Look, <laughs> yes, I like Hasenschudel. Uh-huh. Hey, we promised an hour in. Dave would be a little drunk. I haven't even not even close. They will concede in two weeks against Arsenal at home. Look, I I boldly said this to my brother Matt. Uh, and this is really wishful thinking. Liverpool hasn't lost at, at Anfield in like nine years in all competitions. Okay. It's some weird, crazy force field thing going on. <laughs> I I really want Arsenal to beat them. I But I don't think, look, the way Emery likes to start off the season, it's, oh, I think I might play this guy who's never played before. I, I, I Arsenal and is not going to probably beat Liverpool assuming that uh, I want that to happen. Assuming that Allison is also not back in week four at Burnley, you expect them to concede a goal at Burnley? They might actually. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we've established that they might concede a goal against anybody. Any of the next three weeks. Yeah. Hard hitting. <laughs> okay. Fine. I think they give up. They do not give up a goal against Southampton. They I still think, have Virgil. I think they give up a goal. Um, to Arsenal and give up a goal to Burnley. Are you saying that the Liverpool defenders are not interested in clean sheets as much as Allison was, and so now they're going to <laughs> back off a little bit? I think a goalkeeper has a certain command, and the and the players in front of him have a certain sense of security when certain goalkeepers are okay. in. And I don't think that relationship is established with Adrian. I agree, in, entirely agree, and yet. Even with Allison and goal, you can't, Timu Puki is going to score that goal. You can't, can't give it analysis through your Liverpool red glasses no, here. No, wouldn't you agree, though? Even if Allison was still in goal, Timu Puki, I mean, he was, he was, it was alone it, on goal. It was perfectly developed. Yeah, he was going to score that on any goal. Assisted by Buendia. Yeah. It, it was outstanding. Aforementioned on the preview podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Can All I, right. Can I, get, can I ask you a question about Robertson and Trent Alexander? Yeah, you may. Or just give a stat. I, I just, still own Robertson, by the right. way. Right. I just want to say everyone who has Van Dyke and Alexander Arnold are still okay feeling about their Liverpool defenders. Everyone else is not. I'm just saying Andy Robertson, 70 passes in the match. Wow. Alexander Arnold, 40. 30, There's, almost double. I'm just saying regular. In that first half, it was regular all passes. on the left side. Right. I know Alexander Arnold got the assist, I believe, on the Origi goal, right? Was Max Aaron's on Alexander Arnold's side? Was that Max Aaron's playing on the left? I'm not sure. I, I think that seems right. Hmm. It it's could good. be. It, Max Aaron's is good. 
it, right. And what I'm saying is it could have been just what are you? Si- similar to what happens to like happened last year with Crystal Palace. Probably a, better, a lot of the activity was on the Van Onholt side of the defense and not, not, the not on the Juan Basaka side. So I'm just saying like that could have been, you know, just could have been that Ro- Robertson had more to do offensively because Alexander Arnold was, you know, not, not, or they, they had an, they had an advantage yeah. uh, defensively. But nine crosses for Andy Robertson. You saw him take a really great he shot. Was really active. Just saying, he was involved. I, I mean, yeah, it stinks that you don't get anything from him and you don't get a clean sheet. But, but I would say too, of the two guys, Trent Alexander Arnold created two big chances Robertson in the match. Didn't. It's the same number that Kevin DeBrana and Riyad Mahrez created. Oh, so okay. currently leading the league well, in big chances created after okay. week one, Trent Alexander Arnold. So, I just think that's going to continue for both those guys all season. I still own Andy Robertson. I'm not transferring him out anytime soon. I know that he didn't get me much in game week one, but I'm not going to overreact. All right. We've got more to discuss. There's a key storyline. I know we discussed it a little bit, but we've got to... I think, Brian, you've got some information you want to give us about Aguero versus Jesus still coming up. Yeah, just that... Before you do. No, 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 no. Let me hold that thought. Let me hold off. I'm going to have you hold that thought. Suspense, remember? We're all about suspense in this podcast. We've got a few things that we need to discuss before we get there. Oh, wow. All right. We opened up our mini league, the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league, to the public, to our listeners, for the first time since we've been doing this. That's right. It's exciting. And a number of you have joined, and we are very happy to have you. A big number. Well, I feel really good about the numbers. Almost 100 people joined our mini league. Yeah. Considering that we're still a fledgling podcast, I feel great about that. I want to go through some of the names. we got some great names of teams in our podcast. Now, first place in our table after one game week is AC Marchenko. Nicely done, 101 points. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah, really good. You know one of my favorites? What's one of your favorites? Obama, Yin, and Yang. Of course it's one of your favorites. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of course it is. I mean, uh, I would say that I'm drawn to Klopp hugs, but, you know, uh, you know, that would just show my Liverpool homerism, just like you have your Arsenal homerism. Can I tell you that I spent a lot of mental energy over the weekend? Trying to come up with your name? No! Looking at the name Slave Whiskey equals 10KR. Yeah. Do you know what that is, Dave? I don't, and I, I hate that I don't. It's, I'm surprised you haven't... 10 I'm cryptons? surprised you have not figured it out. Is it... Uh, do I need to now figure that out before you tell me? I don't know. Why are you asking me? Well, you're acting like you know. I'm just trying to build suspense. Or am I? <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> no, Dave, have. I have no idea. I'm going to figure that I out. I agree with you. I'm telling you. I like it. it, it it's I like spent a, a lot of time thinking about I, it. I, I would like to point out what I believe are the three uh, straight music references in here. Okay. Ooh. Thank Brian you. references. Thank you, Dan Koppel. John Craig, Blaine Hudson, if you guys are listening. Ings over America, Dan, I will never turn down a nod to Paul McCartney (laughs) and Wings. Wings over America, one of the famous concerts that Paul McCartney's band played in the United States. Yeah, great. Never heard of it. Though hopefully it's not a pun letting us know that Danny Ings is better than any American footballer. Well, that's probably true, though. Um, And then uh, John Craig, Blaine Hudson, Stone Roses FC, Massive Attack, Thank you so much, wherever you are. Massive <laughs> Attack works so well. They know how to speak. Uh, I love both of those uh, yeah. so much. Wow. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of TV references that are high in the table. Better call Sala. Yep. Yep. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah. 
I just started uh, watching that actually. Dave, you uh, you mentioned Peaky Blinders just a week ago or so. Uh, yeah. There's a PK Blinders. Yes. Which hurts my yeah. heart a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Hurts my heart a little bit. Brian, you didn't mention my music reference. Oh no, what? Salt and Pepe. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How could I forget to name the music reference from our own people? There's You're a exactly there's a right. prominent FPL Twitter contributor. His name's Joe Morgan. Yeah. He has a he has a team name that I know will will appeal to you, Dave. I loved it. It stood out immediately. I'm like, yeah, Joe Morgan. Pookie yeah. Man. Pookie Man. Pookie uh-huh. Man. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Uh, one of our longtime mini league players, a uh, friend of ours, personal friend of ours, name's Jeff. His name is 15 minutes or less. I hope that's not a. I, I hope that's not something that he's suggesting about our podcast length, right? Because our episodes are definitely longer than that. Yeah, sure. I think it's a direct dig at you, Dave. I'm almost certain of it. Sure. However, I can't say. Uh, I can't say. I that can for sure. almost bet it's probably in some form of dig at yeah. me. <laughs> Surely you love the name Boom Jaka Laka Zet. Well, of course. Duh. Yeah, all right. Tugging at my heartstrings. Uh, Brian, you went with it, by the way. Brian, could, you, you changed your team name right before the season started. I could also add, sorry, I could also add Bo Hancock in there, Sun Sail Away, because that, is, uh, because that is directly a stick. Yeah. Michelle Garner also on. went with Little Pookie. I mean, come yeah, on, man. We've got to give access. You know, access. We've got to give a nod out to Look, that. Look, most of the time, people keep it clean and or yeah. dance on the... Dance on the the line of of clean slash I, I'm dirty. I'm surprised some of these are gonna. I'm surprised some of them are still here. I wonder how many weeks until they get flagged. Pickford, my wood <laughs> is hilarious. Well, there's a, there's other ones. <laughs> Thank you, Kane. Abramo, Abramo, Abramovich. I just yeah. I'm yeah, surprised that's that there. I just actually beeped that one out. Okay, there you go. Yeah, well, you're um yeah. Scott. You're exactly right. Uh, I was happy when Badonk and Donker fit. Lucy, I am with you on your love for VAR, by the way. That is outstanding. Thank you very much for your team name. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Talk Ramsey to me. <laughs> I had not seen that till just that's now. Funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Hey, listen. Bottom line is, this is great. Uh, uh, we, we love some of the names. All right, listen. League. Yes. Every week we'll try to we'll try to give a, a shout out to the best performing mini league yeah, team of the week. Absolutely, and 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 we will get you get you mentioned. We are small but mighty, and we are growing in size. We grow every season. We've done this, and we're excited that for the first time we're able to open this up to the public. And and I love that you guys have contributed the way that you have. Thank you for being a part of our mini league. It's outstanding. Thank you, Matthew Martin. Never mentioned his name. I don't think you said AC Marchenko. Matthew Martin. Uh, leading the way for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League with a 101, the first triple-digit score of the year. And he did it without using a triple captain. <laughs> I salute you with a solid defense of Pope, Chilwell, Chambers, Van Dyke, Zinchenko, Sterling, Telemans, Captain Sala, Lucas Moravardi, and Rashford. That's a great-looking team. It's a good team. All right, Brian. What do you want? We promised that we would bring back a segment that we have not had on this podcast for probably about a year. Yeah, it's been a while. And maybe this is the last. Maybe it's time to retire this one. Yeah. We've been doing this for a few years. Maybe it's time to retire this one. Several years ago, we had a callback fact. Establishing segment on this podcast. Yes, we did. We love the Jack callback fact. Yep. Jack callback we thought was back. Uh Uh-huh. And then he wasn't. I have a callback fact for He was you not named in the Newcastle Premier League squad this season. No, he was not. He almost was, and then he wasn't. Brian, 
I think this is the final callback fact. Very well could have. be. Maybe ever. What, is, what do you have for us? I wasn't really expecting to have many of these this season anyway, but now Steve <laughs> Bruce has made it all but official. Jack Colback, the Ginger Pierlo, <laughs> the Red Rider BB gun, or if you're a Nottingham Forest fan, you may have even called him Goldback. in the last within the last year, believe it or not. Wow. Goldback. Did not make the 25-man squad for the Magpies, which means he probably will not make it into any more of these podcasts. F you, Steve Bruce. Yes, <laughs> that's the real loss here. <laughs> I knew I hated that guy. <laughs> the, the Ginger Iniesta played a major part of our early recordings, featuring prominently in such popular segments as Who is one yellow card away from suspension? Jack Colback! And which $5 midfielders might actually be overpriced? Jack Colback! So in these dark days, let's remember better times, shall we? (laughs) Never forget what a Bleacher Report writer said about the Ginger Pogba after his Newcastle debut back in August 2014. And I quote, Alan Pardew looks to have landed one of the bargains of the preseason if Colback's debut is anything to go by. But as far as the Magpies are concerned, the real beauty of the situation is his age. If the club plays its cards right, it could house one of the brightest box-to-box midfielders in the country over the next few years. He played really well against Manchester City in 2014 prompting that kind of review wow here's the real question is that bleacher report writer still employed he was really good (laughs) in fairness the ginger granite jaca did have a mostly good season on loan with nottingham forest that's more accurate he scored several goals racked up 120 tackles which was third best in the championship last year wow (laughs) but which is about right we could not properly say goodbye to the ginger Gareth Barry if we didn't remember him <laughs> for what really matters. Inappropriate. That's so good. Inappropriate. <laughs> what really matters is no one had more yellow cards in the championship last season. That's right. Then Jack Colback. Of course he didn't. Finishing yes! with. Get ready to shart. Yes. <laughs> Finishing with 15 bookings, <laughs> which means he was suspended three times oh, during the season. Jack. The third suspension coming from a yellow card for diving during a match against Sheffield in April, resulting in a three-match ban that kept him out of Nottingham's final three matches of the season. Amazing. should also be noted that at that point, there was an outside chance of Nottingham Forest making the playoffs. Unbelievable. Jack and Colbert. I want to reference this. The reason why this is so funny to me <laughs> is because one of the first Jack Colback facts was the actual fact, so we thought, uh-huh. that Jack Colback always got so many yellows because he was scared of the red card, him being a redhead. <laughs> That's why this is so appropriate. Which, Fifteen yellows, uh, three suspensions. No one was listening to our podcast back then. Unbelievable. Though. Goodbye. That is so amazing. Goodbye, Jack Colback. You'll be forever booked. <laughs> In our heart. That's right. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well done, Yep, Brian. yep. Well Absolutely. Done. Well done. Dave, that's a hard act to follow, but your, your, your club, your squad... 
They won three points. Man, they one did. nil victory at Newcastle. Give us the Arsenal moment that we always have to endure after Arsenal have secured a victory. Number one, I can never come close to Brian's segments. Number two, uh, look, Arsenal hey. had the best transfer. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Arsenal had the best transfer window that they've had in recent memory by far. Which, by the way, only means that they were good on paper. Who cares? Who cares? Start <laughs> just be, saying. Start being I'm good. just saying. Hey, don't crap on my parade, Scott. Go find some other. I will crap all over Go your Go find parade. some other team to crap on. We're going to crap on you when we come into Anfield in a couple weeks. You just um, said they're going to lose at Anfield. <laughs> whatever. Look, <laughs> Arsenal had, had the best transfer window that we all can remember. It's fantastic. Okay. It, it, we didn't get the exact center back that we wanted, but Look, David Luiz is going to help out. Mustafi for life. It was the best 45 million pounds they've ever spent. Anything that will keep Mustafi out of the lineup is a good thing. Can I just remind you that we laughed when Chelsea brought back David Luiz to the Premier League last season. I know he had a decent season and all, but now he's at Arsenal. Does that... Are you really excited about this? Well, considering where Arsenal has been the last couple of years with Koscielny and Mustafi is playing center back. Valid. Yes. Okay. I feel great about this. It's something when David Luiz is an upgrade. I, listen, it's weird. It's weird <laughs> as an Arsenal fan. It was weird. Weird. It's like the Yankees and the Red Sox with the trade. for Peter Cech. Yeah. Petr Cech. As, as he became an Arsenal player. And it, it will, when I first heard the rumor, I thought, okay, this is truly a rumor that can't have any truth in it. Right. And then it started building, and I started looking into it, and I'm like, it really is going to happen. Anyways, David Luiz is here. He had more through balls than any Arsenal player. Actually, he had more through balls last year than all the Arsenal players combined. So He was if, a decent defensive own helps in FBL. With the uh, Arsenal counterattack this year, completely okay with it. They signed Nicolas Pepe, who all the big clubs were looking at. Tierney, you want, you want to talk about Pepe? No, I want to talk about how Ainsley Maitland-Niles and whatever Rob Holding can provide maybe are more valuable because of David Luiz. Is that, is that true? Um, Yeah, so it, look, if Luis can find his way into the lineup, I was talking with this with Brother Matt earlier today. I, I don't know what's going to happen yet because I feel like we have four center backs. Callum Chambers and Socrates have been playing. They've been playing well. And I, that can't last. Fantasy-wise, no, no, no. Listen, fantasy-wise, listen, it was Koscielny. They played well in preseason and at Newcastle, which means almost nothing. Okay, fine. We'll see, we'll see what happens in a couple weeks. I'm just saying right. this. Whoever whoever Emery goes with, play two, keep the center backs together. Play the same two guys in the Premier League and then play the other two guys in in cup matches 100% in agree. Europa. 100% keep them agree. together. Yep. Whatever you do, if, if it's Chambers and Holding, keep them together. Why if it's, more if big it's, six? If it's Louise and Socrates, keep them yes, together. Yes. Liverpool kind of has the same dilemma. Yes. Why don't more big six clubs do that? I don't know. But I hope they do. Anyways, moving on. They brought in Pepe. Tierney is going to completely take over and left back. The kids are awesome. For Colasheetis. Yes. Even Ow. though I love Colasheetis. Well, he's a little... Cole Shanson Oh, I'll get, to, I'll get to that right So, anyways. Yeah. All right. Bottom line, great, great signings. Number two, here we go again. Deja vu. Arsenal lineup. Arsenal lineup comes out. What was that squad? What was that squad? Lacazette's not in. Reese Nelson? Lacazette was good enough to be named on the bench. Joe Willock? Yeah. And both of them had good preseasons. Yeah, they, they were okay. I just never thought I'd see them starting game one. Seriously. So, 
Uh, on the road. No, no Sabalos, who's another new signing from Aloni from, from Madrid, who, who we're pumped about. All the signings, by the way, were 24 years older and younger, with the exception of Luis, who's a little stopgap until they get the center back that they want. So Arsenal's commi- committing a little bit to sort of what Chelsea's doing in a youth movement. Anyways, Emery's lineups, he's doing it again. Deja vu. Who knows Who knows what Emery's doing? I feel like, once again, he's not putting the best lineup out there. And that's scary, and that's why I, if he can figure it out by week three when they go to Anfield, yeah, maybe they can be competitive. If he can't, they're going to get demolished 5-1 again. And then the last thing is Ozil and Kolasinic. For those of you who don't know, they got attacked a couple weeks ago. Uh, we thought was like an isolated mugging incident. And it looks like it's grown into something bigger that's gang-related. And they're not traveling with the team. Um, their lives rumor, are Rumors are that Ozil's newly wedded wife refuses to go back to London. Again, that's rumors. I don't know that for a fact. Look, Potentially fi- some financial investments. I don't know. Who knows? Everyone's kept under wraps. Did you see Emery get asked about it pre-game? I, I think... They I asked saw Emery about it pre-game. Bill Belichick was was the reference that was used. Emery which, looked as colder than cold. Right every back, right back at the the guy. I don't know. Forgive me. Who was asking him the question? Yeah. Emery looked right back at him and goes, "We're talking about the game today." And then stopped and stared, yeah. and his stare was so ice cold. It, it showed that whatever's going on I mean, is way deeper than people think. Unai Emery has a little bit of a vampire look to him, so he, he definitely is, is he able. He showed it. Yeah. He showed it sure. in that answer. Totally get it. Anyway, it so, makes me think that he's like, I'm going to protect my guys, right? You're surprised that's he what didn't a good pull the cloak up over his mouth and then hiss. I was surprised could he, didn't, have. he didn't snap the guy's neck. Well, he's going to protect his guys, but at the same time, if they've made some bad financial investments that have put themselves in physical danger, he's also going to be pretty upset about that, well, right? I'm because pretty he sure can't... that anyone suggesting that doesn't know what's going on, right? So right. I, I don't know. Look, there's plenty of rumors out there. I don't want to perpetuate there. rumor. I don't want to perpetuate plenty of rumor. rumors out yeah. there. The bottom line, though, is they're not available for FPL. No. For our purposes. No, not at all. And I don't know how else this is going to affect the Arsenal team when they have teammates. Reese Nelson and Joe Willock! You know what? They didn't play that bad. I know. They were playing at Newcastle. In the uh, rain. I'm just saying they didn't play that bad. All right. It's true. Arsenal moment over. Brian, I believe you had some information you wanted to share about the Sergio Aguero versus Gabriel Jesus drama that exists in FPL now that Jesus had a great game week one. I know Aguero had a penalty kick goal, second try, but still counted all the same. Is there some information you want to share with us about which city forward you should own? Yeah, I just, I want to, it's more of a question. It is related to what we talked about with Mares and, and Bernardo Silva. It's, it is the question of ownership. All I wanted to point out really was that Aguero's, you know, obviously benched here, plays 21 minutes, scores a really lucky in the end. You know, it's lucky for him to end yeah, with the penalty two goal. At it. Jesus, 68 minutes, scores a goal. VAR kept him from getting more. I mean, obviously, that could have been yeah. more. If Jesus starts again next week. I said this earlier, it's going to wreak havoc, right? Yeah, aren't so, you going to have to go to him? The bit I think the big note here, and something that we didn't—the reason why we can extend this out and talk about it again—yes, it would recap. I think you'd have to. Yeah, you. How can you not rethink this? If Mar- whether whether or Jesus not you own him, start again. It's going to wreak havoc. 
just something that's worth worth remembering is that you can't blame this isn't like a lot of other circumstances for for clubs where like Sadio Mane we've said it we've said it before he's played a thousand times in the last two years the guy needs a break so he didn't come back until 20 days ago or you know almost 25 days ago or whatever it was so he's just getting eased back in. There are there are lots of guys where it's like either they're carrying a little bit of an injury or they were away for a long time. They had something going on this summer that prevented them from doing, you know, from participating fully in the preseason program that they're being eased back in. Jesus and Aguero, Jesus and Aguero were both at the Copa America. You can't say, well, of course Jesus started Aguero was at the Copa America. Can't say that they were both there. In fact, and Jesus played longer. I was going to say Jesus was gone. Was was there longer? He was away longer. Even if it, even if it was an extra day, yeah, it was still more than Aguero was. I get a little bit more Bernardo Silva and Mares. I, I get that the rotation could be a little bit more match to match with those guys. Aguero last season. This is always saying started. it's his last season. Probably. I mean, he's winding down his city career. Gabriel Jesus is the is heir, the heir apparent. is the heir apparent. I mean, this is it's his time. Is it going to be? Is it definitely going to be more minutes for him? I don't know. You de- who, definitely who, can't say that. Right. But you said the quotes earlier. Pep gloated la- or last year on Bernardo Silva. This year, he seems to be gloating a little bit on Mares and Jesus. Yeah, and Bar- and very, very, very different than it was last season. Absolutely, he's gloating on Sterling, who is a three position player up front can play any of the can play right center or left can play wherever he puts him in the front he's not saying that about bernardo anymore he's not saying it about aguero being our guy and jesus just kind of getting in we have a bunch of quality people i mean he's saying top to bottom like he said it a little bit about kyle walker when they signed cancelo where it's yeah i mean we need some competition for this guy Mm -hmm. so yeah, I I definitely and Kyle Walker responded by the way. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Walker, Walker looked had a good. Beast of a game. Looked good. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I just think Very I just good. think there's more to it than just we will find out. Aguero's going to be back in there, and it's going to be business as usual, like we saw last season. I think I think there's definitely this is if this happens again, I just feel like a lot of people are going to be forced into a a decision here. Panic at the disco. Last thing to mention. I dare say if the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award earlier in our podcast had not been given to the FPL app for its continued issues, I probably would have asked or lobbied the two of you gentlemen to give it to the Spurs as a whole. I saw a stat that was astounding this past weekend. Spurs had 31 shots yep. in their well, match against Aston Villa. Yeah, but how many were on frame? There were Seven! Yeah, there weren't many. Not many. It but, was almost like... But they took 16 in the box. That's a it, lot. I know. It, a lot of them were very poor. And it all, like a lot of guys are excited. I know Erickson came off the bench and looked pretty good. Kane ended up scoring a couple of goals late. We've talked about Lucas Mora a little bit. But does that not concern you a little bit? A little bit? No, not at all. Spurs Spurs looked pretty good. They, they, they looked rusty. They look rusty to, to I, get started, but the, the most mind-bottling thing, not boggling, Brian, but bottling. Okay, yeah. <laughs> was that Pochettino, like, this is crazy to me, did his best Emery impress, impersonation of, of not knowing his players and putting people in the wrong positions to succeed. He puts 
Musa Sissoko on the wing, Harry Winks in front of the defense, and a diamond in the midfield with Ndumbele and in front of them Lamella. And it did not work. No. It wasn't until Erickson came in, Sissoko goes back to his best yep. position, right in yep. front of the defense. Mm-hmm. Erickson now goes out to the wing on the diamond, Ndumbele on the other side, and Lamella, I think, was in there eventually. He got subbed out, I think. I can't remember for who. doesn't matter. Bottom line is, when that happened, and Sissoko goes back to his normal position, totally Erickson different. on the wing, the entire game changed. Yeah. Everyone was talking about, oh, Erickson came in and changed the game. I would argue, as I think Brian would, the game changed as much or more when Sissoko finally went back to his best position where yeah. Harry Winks was. Sissoko looked good. Sissoko was doing the job that, that Trippier would have been doing a season ago. So Sissoko was putting it. Sissoko put in five crosses, six crosses, yeah, but something the, like but that. But he's which not is, good at that. Which is the same number that Danny Rose did, and and more than Kyle Walker Peters did. So I, I, yeah, definitely. As soon as he, as soon as he shifted back a bit and was able to do more what he did last season, which was you know just those just those runs, the the amount that he was able to hold up and drive forward instead of having to be playing you know basically as a almost like as a wing back yeah stupid yeah it was weird so i i thought that they looked way better and son will be back in two weeks (laughs) that's right big time so and there's a lot there's a lot more here and we did and we didn't see i mean look they got a new signing they two new signings to figure out where they fit in here so yeah i'm not i feel like spurs will be just like they always are fine they have more weapons to deal with this year they got some weird stuff going on with vertongan who was sat for tactical reasons weird that's right well and, 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 and then, he elaborated on that to be almost like i i had a decision i can i wanted to essentially saying i i was going to play the people who deserve to play i chose toby wow so yeah. a lot of i mean i think the assumption was vertongan was going to be in there with uh with toby alderweireld and it wasn't it was Devinson sanchez so and, but but ali was out erickson didn't start like Delhi's going to be Delhi's going to be gone probably for a while. I wouldn't expect to see him anytime soon. He had okay. the recurrence of the hamstring injury. The thing that Scott to answer your question ultimately here, Kane, thirteen of his thirty-seven touches were in the penalty area. He had eight shots. He scored with both of his shots on target. I mean, yes, when and and a, a lot of this has been made about where where he is when Mora is out there. And when it's him and Mora kind of playing together at the top, yeah, yeah. he tends to drift back and let yes. Mora make the moves yep. into the box. And that uh, didn't work as well as probably they hoped it would. And eventually it led to Kane being just the busiest guy. I mean, he had his chances. I mean, why is he going to... I mean, he's, Look, he's, just, he's a bar away from scoring a header in the first half. Harris Kane, Harris Kane is the best striker in the world. Just whatever. Bring me someone else, and you'll you'll be wrong. I hate to say it as an Arsenal fan, but it's just true. <laughs> Eric Lamella, like just in terms of offensive, just in terms of offensive tactics here, Lamella was the one, the busiest crosser here, putting in ten. Yeah, Eric Erickson man have the hots for Lamella all the time. Erickson man, Brian likes no, no. eyeliner. I'm he just saying. Eyeliner. I'm I'm saying it as I'm saying <laughs> it as what you like eyeliner. <laughs> Yeah. What you like eyeliner? No, Lamella, yeah. no, I like him. I like him for his backup role for Spurs. Uh, what I'm I'm highlighting it to say that Christian Eriksen had eight in the minutes that he was in. Wow! So yeah. by the end of the match, he I mean was it so was good. 
it was all Spurs. I mean, we said it should be a pre. It should be the statistics should just be pre and post Erickson in this match. So. That's true. That's but, exactly right. Um, I would lobby Sissoko moving to. It's what Erickson's substitution did. Yes, for the guys who stayed on. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Hey, right. don't forget, Dave. I know you'd like to forget this. Christian Erickson can still leave for a Spanish club until September second. Crazy to me. Crazy to it's me. It's not out of. It's not, not I didn't know there was any it's other. Not leagues. out of the question He's here. Not it's leaving. not out of I didn't the question. Know there was any I'm other. Just leagues. saying. In the Premier League. Yeah, that's right. FPL. That's what we're here for. And I dare say we've given you, the listener, everything you need I for game so. week two and a whole lot more. And a lot Maybe of so, but only in the way that we can. That's it. Follow us in all the places you can follow us. I think I've pretty well. You know, laid out what you're going to find at all the different social media channels where you can find Fantasy Soccer FC. So just go there and follow us. Do it. Just don't be stubborn. Do it. That's right. And, you know, there's at least 100 people or so out there who joined our mini leagues. They're going to follow us. They probably already are. If you haven't, we welcome you. Join our mini league too. Hey, Dave, last note. I'm surprised you haven't talked about this guy. It's, an, it's another blade. John Lundstrom. Yes. What, three points. Because uh, he got three no, points. No, but the reason why Brian's mentioning that is he's playing advanced. And he, he's, he's, he's and a he is, defender, and he's, and he's $4. playing advanced. Right. So, honestly, he's better than Grant yep. Hanley. Use your, use your he, free transfer after game week one to transfer out Grant Hanley. A lot of people who Lundstrom didn't have now. Allison, like me, are just sitting on nothing. Maybe I should go to Lundstrom to Hanley. Just saying. Yeah, do that. Go ahead. That's a great he use of a free transfer. He could be serving up crosses into Mr. Blade. Mr. Sheffield United. Dave, you were you are all you loved uh, the shots that the, they were getting. A couple, a few of their chances were outstanding. They were Sheffield United. Sheffield yeah. Yeah. against will, Bournemouth. Sheffield right. was, it's it going to be terrible. better than we think. Token mention of Sheffield United complete. Dave, just saying that Lundstrom set them up. That's right. it. That's right. Listen, we 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 covered a lot of stuff and a lot of crap we shouldn't have covered. So that's awesome. <laughs> that means we did our job. That's what we do. That's what we do. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.